Hi, I'm Todd Nathanson. And I'm Danny Roth. And here at Song vs. Song, we are ready to party. You in a party mood, Dan? Yes. Yeah, that's right. You can't leave your house, right? Like, because things are real bad where you are. I, I can't. We actually were talking about a thing right before this related yeah. to people celebrating at an orgy uh, in, in my neighborhood, which I found out about um, right before we started recording, that there was a, a, an orgy company called a sex- Caligula, a sex club organization, <laughs> and they were literally called Organization. Or, oh. <laughs> anyway, uh, the the point is they had like 10 parties in between like October and November. And we've been sitting around me and my friends who live in Astoria going, why has there been such a huge spike in our neighborhood in COVID cases? Where is this <laughs> super spreader event? It was the Caligula <laughs> sex party. And in the spirit of that, <laughs> let's talk about the, these two songs. What are they, Todd? <laughs> this week, we are doing Cool and the Gang's Celebration versus Lionel Richie's All Night Long, parentheses, All Night. And boy, like normally I try and uh, sometimes I'll try and make things apropos of the time, like make them timely. And uh, that's actually what I was trying to do uh, this week. Uh, this month also uh you were you tried <laughs> you tried I, I was i was gonna ask you this um we used to do this all the time where i'd say why did you pick these two songs yeah um so i had assumed i had assumed that the reason you picked the two songs was because when we recorded the last episode it seemed as though our na- our national nightmare was over <laughs> <laughs> no that was exactly it no, I was, I was glued to the the you know the election results, and I was you know trying to do that, and I didn't have an episode picked, and I was like, uh, I was actually listening to Cool and the Gang Celebration because I was in a good mood, and I was like, you know what, that's going to be our next episode. I've had this one in my back pocket for a while, all night long, versus Celebration, and in the two weeks since we recorded that episode, I have uh, slowly grown to realize that things are not great. Regardless of the election results, things are still kind of terrible, and I could not possibly imagine listening to either of these songs right now in this current state of mind. I feel like Al Gore just finding <laughs> just finding out that he has sold one copy of his book, which is, by the way, I mean, so you know, we often talk about um, that's like a what our, what our, what our, yes, what our knee jerk reaction is to these songs, and the thing is that. Um, I don't have super strong attachments to either of these two songs. I, I obviously heard them a lot growing up. Mm-hmm. But when I think of Celebration, the very first thing I think of is The Simpsons. And I think of that like, oh, <laughs> Vice President Gore, you're, someone bought a copy of your book. Well, this calls for a celebration. <laughs> <laughs> that really is the de- defining moment of that song, I feel like. It's, um, it's definitely, listen, I would, I'll say this. That is one, that, got probably one of the biggest laughs that has ever been gotten out of me in the history of the Simpsons. I don't know why it was so funny, <laughs> but it was just the song and, and that voice actor going, I will. It's just, it's just really good. It's a, it's a simple joke. You know, when a joke is just so simple that it works perfectly, the Simpsons doesn't really do a lot of those anymore, but at the time they used to do it regularly and it was great anyway. So that's what I think of when I think of that song. Do you have any strong opinions about all night long? 
so I no, I don't have any real memories of it at all, honestly. Like I, I mean, I I knew the song it existed. I'd heard it before, but that was really one where I did had to do more research. For me, um, Lionel Richie was the hello guy. The ho- that's your first Lionel Richie song. Like the the number one Lionel Richie song is Hello. That's my yeah. To this day, it's still probably like I'm aware. Like I really like Easy. That's a great song. Mm-hmm. But I I remember hearing Hello on the radio as a kid and loving it. I thought that song was great. So I think that I always have a real nostalgic love of it. And of course, it has the the, the balanced out perfection that is the music video. Yeah. Uh. Where where a, where a blind person does a sculpture of his face that looks nothing like him. <laughs> and I remember as a kid thinking that it was, cause I was really, please understand. I was very young. I thought it was kind of profound. And then my brain caught up with reality. And I was like, this is unbelievably ridiculous. <laughs> and then just laughed and laughed every time. So I, I still like the song, but I love that the music video is, is so ridiculous. My, my strong memory of all night long is one of uh, some old VH1 show, probably I love the eighties or one of them. And uh rich Eisen from sports center, busting a, like the saddest little groove to all night long, like all night long, like as in, <laughs> in only the way that, uh, you know, a middle-aged white man can do. Oh gosh. I'll so tell it's, you. it's very similar to the Al Gore impre- thing you brought up. That's true. I, you know, I'll say when I was looking at, um, when I was watching people cover it, on YouTube, uh-huh. I, you know, I thought, man, cool in the gang. I'm glad you guys had so much success, but there's something about this song that has got the whites coming out to sing it and they shouldn't. <laughs> I so mean, it doesn't he, really, it's, it's not really that important. I don't, it's not critical. Let, no one, no let, one's going to die. I don't think, but <laughs> I mean, at let, this point, who knows if somebody got together in a group of 80 and sang this at an orgy, I guess a lot of people would die, <laughs> but you know. Uh, let me ask, like the, you tend to prefer songs on this pod that you have strong feelings about, and these are songs that every person on planet Earth knows, but it's it's kind of hard to have like strong feelings about them unless you're a wedding DJ, in which case you are probably very angry just at the thought of either of these two songs. Mm-hmm. Well, so let me ask you this: Are these songs lame? And with if so, which one is lamer? The thing is that I find them both immensely corny, but that's kind of the point, I, I think. Certainly, so let me, <laughs> let, let, let's say this. So Lionel Richie, when he came up with All Night Long, the whole point, boy, the Jersey accent is coming out. Take a drink. Uh, the Jersey <laughs> accent is really coming out of me tonight. I'm, I'm, I apologize. Um, I was thinking about having a breakfast sandwich with salt, pepper, ketchup, and, and that, that was it. The rest of the day was just all Jersey all the time. But um, so All Night Long, was supposed to be a song that people listen to on vacation. It was supposed to evoke the feeling of going to like a Caribbean vacation, which to me is a thing that you do when you're, you know, a senior citizen. You've retired. <laughs> you you got you got on a on a boat. You went on a cruise and you wound up on an island. And I just imagine that song playing on a loop, right? Like it's a song yeah. for like for for people that have. I mean, this is weird to say because yeah. there are fewer and fewer of us that will be doing this going forward. Retired. 
and had and had money (laughs) to go on on vacation vacation, yes (laughs) but yeah i mean this was so that was a thing i mean i remember being a kid and 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 thinking like well someday i will be old and wealthy and 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 gray-haired and be able to you know get on a boat and travel the world and like dance around and have cocktails and shit and uh, I guess I was a weird kid now that I look at it, but uh, but yeah, I mean, like in my mind, that song kind of fits with that theme, like that sort of vacation-y theme, and I think mm-hmm. that part of going on vacation is being, I, 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 I'm resistant to using the word lame, but but like that sort of corny way of being, like it doesn't matter, right? Like you're throwing your cares away. It doesn't matter if you're like dancing around like a corny person that can't dance, like it's fine, mm-hmm. and that the song kind of feels like it's perfectly pitched to that. For for old people doing limbo, yes, yeah, yeah, doing well, calypso, yeah, old people dancing to calypso music, yeah. Well, I'll, I'll tell you what: if all night long is for retirees, celebration is for five year olds. I yeah, I can yeah, it's it's that and like it's a prom song, it's a wedding yeah. song. It's for it's it. for all ages, but like for me, it feels very much like a kids bop song. Like this is like I knew it as a child and I didn't really listen to any, you know, 80s classics or anything like that. But I certainly knew Celebration. I, as a matter of fact, I'm pretty sure I know a kid's Bob version of it. I can hear it in my head so vividly. Oh, I'm sure that that's right. I think what's really interesting about that, and I agree with you, is that um, Cool and the Gang, when I think of them, I don't think of them in those terms because that's really not where their music starts at all. There's another thing that both of these uh, acts have in common. Both these songs have in common. These both these bands used to be a lot funkier than they turned out to be. Yeah, they they went on a journey um, <laughs> towards the mainstream, and uh, and you know when I was joking about how white people shouldn't sing Cel- celebration, like the truth is, of course they should. It was it was kind of made for them. You know, like <laughs> it's you know on, on your long journey towards the middle, it always feels like the long journey towards the the mainstream whiteness of music culture. But you know, well, I guess we haven't answered the question though. What's your what, like your knee jerk response of these two songs? Which one do you pick? Celebration, easily, like no question in my mind. So I started there, but I don't think that's where I wound up in the end. They're closer. Then I realized when I picked this uh, this episode, you know, just for um, just for research purposes, I found uh, a cool in the gang compilation, like the singles compilation. And there is like a very strict divide between uh, their 70s stuff and their 80s stuff. Oh, yeah. Well, I think, you know, what I when I think of cool in the gang um, because of, you know, my my musical background, I'm much more likely to think about um, Hollywood Swingin'. Yeah. Yeah. But the thing is, like, because Let Me Clear My Throat was, like, such a yeah. banger. And not just that, not just Let Me Clear My Throat, also uh, Feel So Good by Mace. Yep. And, uh, I mean, the, the, the 70s song Cool and the Gang got big off of was Jungle Boogie. Jungle Boogie. And in the 70s, they were an extremely funky band, and they were almost like almost an instrumental band because they didn't really have a singer. And the second they got a singer, like a full-time singer, their stuff changes completely. To be fair, I mean, maybe they needed one because they had didn't really have any other hits besides Jungle Boogie and Hollywood Swingin' for like a good 
nine years, and then they got the singer, and all of a sudden, you know, and it's ladies' night, and, and the, the feelings, feelings right, and that begins cool in the gang Mark two, and they become a lot slicker, and a lot more pop friendly, and uh, ready for the eighties, I guess. Yeah, it's kind of boy. There was a there's a thing that we're gonna talk about at some point, which is not related to the specific song, but <laughs> something else that's really weird about them, but. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. Yeah, there are two different bands in a way, and I really, I just, I like the seventies cool in the band, cool in the gang. Uh-huh. That's what I enjoy. Um, Back when I, they didn't have any lyrics except "huh" and "get down, get down." Yeah, good I god, like, that's yeah, that's basically all their lyrics. I fucking like that. I, you know, I mean, here's the thing about it. I am exactly that person that they were appealing to later. That, um, you know given their other really big hit of the 80s um uh what do you call it which get down on it which which oh is, yeah what's weird is a get down on it um is the thing that they say in jungle boogie but um but get down on it yeah. is designed specifically to entice someone who's back up backs up against the wall and doesn't really yeah. want to dance to to you have to get down on it um like those songs are clearly for me um and yet, I think that Jungle Boogie and, and stuff of that era just appeals to me more. It makes me imagine I'm the kind of person that would go to, like, a dance hall. And get down. And get down. It. Yes. Get down. Like, I yeah. don't think I can or will. I think now, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm a 40-year-old person and the ship has sailed. But, you know, uh, but certainly there's a part of me that imagines myself as not the person that I am when I listen to those songs. And I don't really do that when I listen to Celebration. There's no doubt that 70s Cool in the Gang is certainly more respectable than 80s Cool in the Gang. Although I like a lot of those songs. I like Fresh and Ladies Night and Get Down on It. And like I said, I would pick this one over all night long. Uh, which, quite frankly, I've just never really seen the appeal of. Uh, Lionel Richie also had a weird, weird uh, transition to uh, the 80s. Because he was part of the Commodores, who were an extremely funky band. They did Brick House, they did Machine Gun. Mm-hmm. But like he starts getting his voice as a songwriter while he's there, and they start making these drippy ballads. Some of which I like. I you know Easy is a great song. Three Times a Lady, not so much. And, I, that uh, also makes me think of Mystery Science Theater. Oh, right. They have a debate on how many times a lady Mike is. Yeah. Oh, uh, we were talking about Mystery <laughs> other, Science Theater. Other people's jokes. <laughs> we were talking about Mystery Science Theater before we, yes, we started sorry. the podcast. Anyway. Inside joke. Yes. Yeah. Everybody loves those. But um, yeah, I don't know. So look, let me let me say this. So first of all, Celebration came out in 1980. Mm-hmm. So there are two things that I want to say. Number one, we should maybe talk about what a weird year 1980 was for music. Oh, and, yeah. And two, realizing that the song Celebration came out in 1980 made me realize who they were writing this song for. Me. <laughs> it was my- It's it was, always about you. It was the year of my birth. I didn't realize <sighs> that Cool and the Gang were so jazzed about me being born. Oh, they, you know, it's- They, uh, they knew someday I would be- It's a celebration. Someday they, they, they thought- this this wee baby child will be the less interesting co-host of a podcast about music. <laughs> well, the thing is about 1980 as a very weird year in music is that's the year that disco died or, you know, that disco was dead for the first year. 
and all my life, you know, li- reading the histories and stuff, they tell me he's like that's you know, for a few years before MTV took off, black music, uh, all R and B, all funk, all disco was just wiped off the charts. And yet here we have a uh, you know, Cool in the Gang. That's the number one hit in 1981, which is generally considered a dead zone for you know R and B and black music. This is a very white friendly black music. It it is. I think it's interesting that Lionel Richie also talked about how um, "All Night Long" was a, was a song that kind of was part of what broke um, black artists onto MTV because he felt that there weren't really a lot of them on there. No, they were uh, there were none on there yeah. by choice well, by intention. Yeah, Michael Jackson was sort of the actual one that that broke down the doors. "All Night Long" comes from "Can't Slow Down," his second album, and. You listen to that album and all night long specifically, and you can tell that Lionel Richie has listened to th- that entire Thriller album a lot. All night long specifically, you can tell that one comes from "Want to Be Starting Something." Yeah, you it, could see that. But I of mean, course, Lionel Richie was not Michael Jackson, so no, he's not. But well, you know, let me say this: um, not I have ju- not, not not just in terms of quality. I just mean he's a very different singer. He is. Did you did you rewatch the music video by chance? The uh, all night long video. Yes, I did. Thoughts. There's a scene in there where there's a cop shows up, and he's like, <laughs> and he's "Yes, like, I suddenly, I suddenly became very tense." <laughs> and he's like, for like, he's like stirring, uh, and then he also starts dancing. Thus is the power of Lionel Richie's all night long. They reuse this exact gag in the opening of the first Austin Powers movie. I know. Which is like intentionally corny that, o- that that opening scene. But you know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna make a counterpoint. Lionel Richie coming out in his leather pants and his open shirt and his, his and the hair with the with the with the mustache. The the Jerry Curl mullet. Yeah, a, a combination of all things '80s: the Jerry Curl and the mullet simultaneously, and the mustache. Yes, he comes out. He's got this, like I said, open shirt, leather pants. He's dancing with all these people, and then there's this point where he goes off to a car, and there's like a little kid in the car, and he pulls the kid out of the car, and he's dancing with the kid. And I thought, Lionel Richie is hot. Really? Yeah, I couldn't tell you what it was that did it for me, but like I looked at him and I was like, I don't know, this he's kind of this works for me. I don't. I didn't, I wasn't, I was like, I was like, did I always feel this way? Is that why I liked the hello music video at first? Was I like, was I as a child, like aware that there was something appealing about him to me? And I just didn't did you, put, did you make your own Lionel Richie Clayhead? I can neither confirm nor deny <laughs> that I still have the Lionel Richie head that I made as a child. Such was my fascination. No, but, um, but no, I, I couldn't tell you what it was. I yeah I watched the video and I was like he's is he cute do I like this am I into this look what does it mean I don't know I, I'm not sure I can join you on this one like well I don't what you the straightest man <laughs> I know can't <laughs> I don't really get Lionel Richie like I've I am all about things that people have dismissed as lame but Lionel Richie just kind of I I can't get there he's lame to his core like he's uh, honestly i i just never really felt any of his solo stuff like maybe you are like you are the sun but yeah it's a good uh, one i don't know i liked some of his stuff with the commodores obviously 
But honestly, my favorite Lionel Richie solo song is Dancing on the Ceiling, which is, it's a lot more energetic than, it's not any, like, cooler exactly. It's arguably a lot less cool. Actually, I, I while I'm doing this, I, I'm watching the video just now, and the little girl showed up to dance with the African dancers. It's just, it's just fucking adorable. It's just it really very, is. it's very sweet. Like maybe hot's the wrong word. Maybe it's just that I was like, oh, he likes kids. He can dance. He's like, he's got a really great smile. I don't, I don't, I don't know. I'm lying. He's hot. Like it was hot <laughs> on this watch to me. I don't know if it's a thing that'll remain, but as, as hot as I thought that was when, when I went over to songfacts.com to find information, let me tell you what stopped me dead in my tracks. The sentence, Richie told the Epoch Times. <laughs> Wait, what? Yes, that's right. There is a part of Song Facts where they uh, refer to an interview he did with known right-wing conspiracy rag. And I apologize to the people that don't like when we talk about politics. I'm just noting the fact that this literally happened. The Epoch Times, you know. No, like, and, pe- like weirdos leave that on your doorstop. Like, Right. Well, that was the thing that I didn't know about. At first, until it happened to me, and then I remember when we when we used to live just but a few blocks from each other. You told me that you actually spotted the person, didn't you? Yeah, and I I said you let you let them you let them live. (laughs) The disservice that you did on that day. Yeah, I followed them around and like picked up the things he was leaving on the the doorsteps, and I tossed them all in the garbage. Yeah, good. Well, yeah. Anyway, look, the Epoch Times is is definitely not. it's not. It's not for the libs. It's not a book for the libs. You know. It's, um, well, well, they love Lionel Richie, apparently. But apparently, they're big Lionel Richie fans. Which I was like, this is the weirdest thing. I'm so you, you know. Listen, I'll say this: the Epic Times. If you've heard of them, it's because you've see, when you go on YouTube sometimes for a while, like they were the front loaded ad that was like, "Did you know that China's behind it all?" And you're like, "What?" <laughs> anyway. It was very weird, and it re- like any attraction that I felt for Lionel Richie, like it was like somebody, it was like going into an ice cold shower very suddenly. But um, what's really interesting about the song, and the reason why I started to um, move, what a weird transition, towards yeah. maybe thinking that this song could be better or at least more interesting, is the work that he did to come up with like how like what words in other languages was he going to use. Yeah. How Fiesta. long did it take him to figure it out? Karamu. Yeah, he's a it's a very international song. This is a song for the entire world. Like Lionel Richie decided he was going to be the biggest su- superstar in the world. He was going to be like the next global icon like Michael Jackson. And for, you know, that couple of years, he was like legitimately like in those ranks. Mostly because of All Night Long, which you know, that's a song for everybody. For he sang all it cultures. at the Olympics. <laughs> he won a best uh best uh like he won album of the year that year like over born in the usa over purple rain very weird did you see the, uh, speaking of the, the thing is like if you look at the celebration uh song facts like there's some good stuff in there but let me just say this there's no part of uh of that song facts page that includes how um the artist uh, realized that their wife was a Jamaican gynecologist and reached <laughs> out to check on the pronunciation of a Caribbean word only to have the doctor reply, I'm right in the middle of an appointment. Can we talk later? <laughs> what an oh. amazing, like, I don't know if I believe that that's true, but I want it to be true so badly. 
Well, it's, you know, I didn't realize, uh, I didn't read that far on the page, but, like, I did notice he does a very weird kind of half Jamaican accent on this song. It's time to raise the roof and play on, play on. And it's exactly as good as my Jamaican accent just now. It's not good. It's not good. Like, that's that I can't defend. Um, I also will say this. Um, well, I mean, I he's, would, he's, he's, he's married. He, he's allowed. He has a pass. He, I, look, Maybe. I don't know. Here's. No, it's funny. Drake also does the Jamaican accent sometimes. and People give him shit for that, too. Good. It's, it's correct. <laughs> But do you do you recall the worst commercial in the history of all? No, um, I don't. Oh no, I mean this is not the worst, but it's bad. Um, I was looking on Sound Facts, and they reminded me why it is that I had a bit of an, a a nasty aftertaste with this song, and it's because there was a commercial for Bud Light Lamaritas. Like I, I don't know how you can uh, be angry about that because without listening. Without knowing that, I already assumed that it was, in fact, in a commercial for Bud Light Limeritas because it is that kind of song. It is. But I do. But as soon as I read that, I remembered the commercial and I remembered hating the commercial so much. And then I was like, God, that's another one in the negative column. I feel like I feel (laughs) I feel like uh, I'm like it's like it's like Ross trying to decide between Rachel and what's her face and friends. You know, I'm talking about. No, I've never seen a single second of Friends. You monster! I'm I'm finally making my way through Seinfeld. How dare you? Anyway, um, <laughs> so that was another that was another thing. It's it's a real roller coaster ride as I'm thinking about this song, and I don't have a lot of feelings about celebration at all. Right? Like it's fine. It's fine. It's an omnipresent song, and I I'll how about this? I'll make the case for celebration. Do it. I have a very soft spot in my heart for songs that so embody a universal mood that there doesn't need to be any other songs about the topic. You don't need a song about self-loathing except Creep by Radiohead. That is the song. You don't need a song about winning except We Are the Champions by Queen. That is that song. We don't need a song about sex except Let's Get It On by Marvin Gaye. You don't need a song about New York except New York, New York. And you don't need a song about celebration except celebration. Like it is just like so perfectly what it is that nothing else could ever touch it. And in fact, I think that's why people kind of dislike it too, because it is so on the nose. It is such an obvious cue. Matter of fact, I remember there was a VH1 show. There was like the worst number one hits or something, whatever. And they, they started off the countdown with celebration and they were like, some songs are born bad. Some songs become bad. And the, you know, that's what celebration is because it is so perfect that it becomes so overused. It be in trailers on the like I said with wedding DJs obviously. And I get why people might find it annoying, especially if you've heard had to hear it more than once a week. Nothing else will ever be celebration, you know? I got a feeling my Black Eyed Peas came close. Yes. Did we do an episode on that song? No, but we will. Oh, God. We'll find a way. Put it up against like a Black Eyed Peas or a Flo Rida song sometime. Uh, wounds you know, me. It's a, it's uh, I couldn't even, let me put it to you this way. If, if we had done it and you had said that we hadn't, I would believe you. <laughs> yeah. Can I say something really weird? Go ahead. I don't know, actually, I don't know how weird it's going to be. But um, So I was thinking about the longevity of Cool and the Gang, right? 
Yeah. Cause, cause that's the, really the thing about it is that celebration is fine, but I'm very impressed by how long they lasted because, you know, they really were around all, all the seventies and all the eighties creating music that people liked. Uh-huh. Uh, and then I discovered something that I didn't know, was that? which is that after a hiatus, they did an album in the nineties. Oh, I think, you know, go, but go on, go on. The album is called state of affairs. We don't, don't, there's not really, so lyrically celebration doesn't, we could talk about the lyrics, but there's not really anything super. No, I think it only has one verse and then it just sings celebrate over and over again. Yeah. It's a, it's a very basic song, I guess is where I was going with that rant earlier. I think, I think that that's their strength. And I say that because on the album state of affairs, they have a song called life in the nineties. Go on. Have you ever heard this song, Todd? I I have not. The chorus for it is Life in the 90s, So Good, So Bad, State of Affairs, (laughs) which is a real William Shatner of an opener. (laughs) But so they go through the years as they are so far and kind of predict where things will go. It's it's got a little bit of a. It doesn't sound anything like we didn't start the fire, but like just the fact that they go through the years makes me think of that. Here is the here is the lyric that stopped me dead in my fucking tracks. Sex is not the same. AIDS made us change the game back in 1994. Wait for it. In 1995, people almost lost their mind getting high on this thing called crack. I think their timeline is a little off. Those are the <laughs> lyrics to that song. They were trying to explain the 90s, and their way of doing it was to go, man, we can't fuck anymore because AIDS. And also, have you heard about crack? I think they may be off there by more than a, a little, by maybe more than 10 years on both of those. Maybe they wrote it to be life in the 80s. Well, I just... Mean- <laughs> Well, here's the thing. Uh, in fairness, in deference to that, uh, I will say that in the 90s is when um, AIDS went from being a disease that was associated with one group to being yeah. a, a thing associated with everybody. So I, that's not actually wrong. I couldn't I don't know where yeah, 95 I, and crack combine. I didn't do the crack research. Yeah, that's that. I that's wasn't doing crack until way later. <laughs> you way behind the times, man. Yeah, yeah. I was really behind it way after 95. But yeah, I just, I don't, there was something that in that moment made me think, are Cool and the Gang bad? <laughs> and I thought, no, they're just, they're just bad lyricists if they try to say anything meaningful in a complicated way. Did you see uh, on the song facts where they, uh, what was the inspiration for Celebration? Yeah, well, there's two stories on that. You, I assume, are referring to the Quran. Yeah, he was reading something about, uh, Angels celebrating the creation of man in the Quran. Yeah. So, yes, this is a song of Islamic scripture. Yeah, I don't believe that. <laughs> Why not? Do you ever just know something's not true, man? <laughs> Do you ever just hear something and go, no, that's it. I don't like there's literally nothing that they could ever say or do that would make me believe that that's true. This is a song they wrote. Because they were like the other story is that they were feeling good about something. And so they wrote a song about it and they wrote it fast. And that seems right to me. And my favorite part of this is that what was said is that everybody around them knew that this song was going to be a big hit. 
Like someone's auntie was like, get ready to sing this for the rest of your fucking life. And that's correct. No, no I, I absolutely believe that they thought this was going to be a gigantic hit. I, you know, this isn't in on song. This isn't on the song facts, but I do remember hearing this in VH1 somewhere. It's like they, the band, was really not into the woohoo's. Like that was like a country music thing that the producers like. No, it'll sound great. It'll sound great. And they were like, I don't know, but they did it. And if you see in the video, they're all doing a dance, and it kind of looks like a line dance. So I guess that was how they snuck past the anti-disco brigade in 1981. 1980, 1981. Yeah, what was you, it? You seem skeptical. Did, uh, did Anakin Skywalker say woohoo at any point? Or was that yippee? That was a yippee. Oh, okay. But, I, I think that they should take it, though, and, and put it in, its, in, in the song. Jake Lloyd <laughs> as Anakin Skywalker doing yippee. Where's that, where's that version? <laughs> Both the Phantom Menace and this song feel like on the same level of basicness and corniness. But I do like this one much better than All Night Long. All Night Long just takes too long to start. That seems cool. Right. Celebrate kicks in right away with that that amazing riff. Do 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 do. Woohoo! So yes, agreed that the two of the two celebration has a better opening. I, I feel like All Night Long is. All chorus. No, no, hold on. The only good thing about All Night Long is the chorus. The verses just take too long. Versus uh, Celebration, which kind of does feel like all chorus. It's just all hook from beginning to end. Yeah, they're kind of inverse in that way. For me, when I listen to All Night Long, it's like, yeah, there's this whole chunk of time where it's like, do you need to get online to grab another margarita? Go do it now. You've got plenty of time before the <laughs> before the before the chorus jumps back in. So like you're Somewhere, just in line, like kind of waiting, like yeah. moving your shoulders a little bit, but you don't have to really dance too much. I think someone literally said the exact same thing in the comments. Oh, I mm, great. Somebody Celebration I, is a dance floor song and uh, all night long is a go get time to go get a drink song. Great. Whoever said that is correct. <laughs> uh, you ever hear you ever did you see the, the Kylie Minogue version? No, I didn't. Of, of Celebration? Is it good? It's, I feel like all versions of Celebration are going to be the same. There's not like going to be a very different take on it. There was a wildly different take on All Night Long that, that was pretty popular. We won a Grammy last year. It was like a supercut, like an internet style supercut of like six billion different musicians performing this one song, which is like, I feel like that's a weird song that you're going to pull in like 800 different people to play. But like I said, we were talking earlier, it's like an international song. It's got like a whole bunch of different lyrics in different languages, including a couple that are just completely made up. Yeah, that's correct. I, You know what? I think what's funny is that I, lo- <laughs> I looked up Celebration and I found people on YouTube doing Zoom call versions. And I was like, this is so sad. <laughs> so sad. Singing Celebration in the middle of the pandemic. No. Like, I, I tried it after the election and it, like it worked for like... There was like a 20 minute window where you it was acceptable. I think, I well, you it. know what? Well, here's the thing that makes it right. Um, that song was, in fact, uh, the song for a presidential candidate. <laughs> oh, right. I did read this celebration for. Oh, man. Did, Walter did, did, Mondale. Yep. God, the 
the celebrate the dancingest, the dancingest candidate in recent memory. Perhaps the, the 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 biggest loss in the history of any has any presidential candidate lost harder than Walter Mondale? I actually don't know the answer to that question. I just remember looking at old maps. Um, mm-hmm. Of course, people love when we talk yeah, about politics he, he here won on the like podcast. Yeah, he won like one state out of fifty, right? Like, it was, it was. I think it was whatever state he was from. That right. was it. Um, it was so heinous. I've never seen anything quite like it in my. You know, I mean, like we've seen times where recently where the where many states have turned red, but like I've never before since in my life seen the whole country turned red. <laughs> that was the like just strange, just a weird thing. Um, to see. Uh, anyway, so that was his song. So I, those are two two losing candidates that I associate this song with. This song celebration sure seems to be a song for losers. Yeah, okay. So in 1984, Lionel Richie performs that at the Olympics and Walter Mondale performs celebration. So at least in the year 1984, it is clear who the winner was. Yeah, no kidding. Although... There was also when the uh, the the Iran hostages returned. That was like apparently the thing that sent it over the top, like sent it to number one when the hostages came back. Celebration was the number one song in the country. Yeah. Meanwhile, and, there was there was some bit about how um, Lionel Richie apparently found out that um, in Iraq, apparently like a bunch of people were um, listening to his music. Mm hmm. Oh, wait, where is I want to find this thing because it's just here it is. The song became an anthem for the Iraqi people during the 2003 invasion. And that we were going to bomb their country uh, all night. R- Richie long, told all Q night. magazine in July of 2009. Recently, I met the commander of the 190 Brigade. He said his troops put speakers on their Humvees and played dancing on the ceiling. They arrived to hear all night long. The fall of Baghdad was played out to my songs, which is a bit frightening. No, yeah, the, the no understatement idea. of the decade. I have no idea how I, how that would make me feel. I don't, it would be, I now I'm like imagining, right? Like, what's a terrible, like, I don't know. Like, I guess, it. you know, it's nice. Like, we're in the middle of a pandemic. If people say they listen to song versus song as a form of relief, I'm like, that's nice. But like, if somebody like went into a war, a war zone and they were like, the the thing I heard was I'm Todd Nathanson. <laughs> <laughs> Listen to our podcast while you know for the invasion of Iraq. That's that's a really yeah, weird n- note. Thank you. <laughs> question question mark. <laughs> okay. Anyway, well, I'm 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 still I think I'm still going with Cool and the Gang. I like all their '80s stuff. You know, I like all you know. I like most of their '70s stuff and. The, I, I like their big hits. I like their big hits more than I ever liked Lionel Richie's big hits. All right. Well, let's, let's, um, what should, what do we do? The three questions, three questions. Time? Oh, right. Is that yeah, we are? We, I think so. Yeah. Okay. Uh, question number one, um, one of these songs can remain in the memory of humankind and the, and the other is lost forever. Which is the one that must permeate must, 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 or, or we will slip into the sea never to return. Like I said, Celebration is a song that does what it does better than anything will ever do what it does. So I feel like that has to be the correct answer. It has to be Celebration. I don't want to live in a world without Celebration. 
I don't want to hear it very often, but I don't want to live in a world without it. I mean, there's isn't there literally a Madonna song called Celebration? Is it Cool in the Gang Celebration? I don't think so. I think then I don't care. I guess that wait, is it now I wanna now I want it Juan. Is it? Is it? No, it's not. No. I was like I didn't then think so. Um anyway. Um no, I mean, look, I agree. The end. I don't I don't yeah, really I don't really have no, an there's argument. There's no argument, yeah. All right, second question. Boy, these are, these might be easy. You can yeah. only be around um, for the full creation of one of these two songs. You could be a fly on the wall. You can experience the entire thing. Which of the two do you want to be around for? To me, this is a no-brainer in the favor of Lionel Richie. Yeah, that seems like the the pretty solid answer to that one. Because there's, I guess there's more interesting things going on in All Night Long. I, like the basicness that made me answer cool in the gang in the first one makes me answer Lionel Richie in the second. I just, here's the thing. I want to see the look on Lionel Richie's face when he calls his, his wife's gynecologist. <laughs> like, I want to, like, was he chagrined? Did he laugh? Was he embarrassed? I don't know. I, I kind of want to see him uh, deciding, like, because there's a story in there about, I was like, well, I wanted to make like a, an African uh, language breakdown but I didn't have time to find like a translator who would pick one of the 6 billion African languages and turn it into something I could use. So I just made something up. That seems pretty hilarious to watch. It's like, you know what? I'm just going to sing gibberish. I think that's what I would want to see. I want to see him compose that gibberish. Yeah, I, I, I agree. Um, all right, here we go. This is the most question. Number three, the most important question that we ask, arguably the most important question in the history of all human creation and all questions ever asked. Uh, William Shatner, um, toupee owner, uh, girdle wearer, uh, price line. <laughs> Negotiator. Yeah. Singer songwriter? Question mark. Can do a, a Shatnerized version of one and only one of these two songs. Which of these songs must be shat upon Todd? I bring this question to you. Okay, I think my answer is A, Lionel Richie, and addendum to the, it's got to be Lionel Richie, and also I want to see Shatner attempt to do the same Jamaican accent. <laughs> <laughs> I, here's the thing. I want William Shatner to do that song. I want William Shatner to recreate that music video. <laughs> Oh, leather pants and all. I want the whole thing. I think he was give wearing it, that same outfit in 1983. <laughs> give him, give him a mustache. I don't care if you have to pencil it in. Don't give him a Jerry curl. That's probably going to get him in trouble. And you know, he gets <laughs> everything about he, this. What we're proposing is going to get him in trouble. But listen, William Shatner gets in a lot of trouble on his own. <laughs> uh, on the one hand, I don't know that we should be helping him, but on the other hand, yeah. I don't think it can be stopped. So, uh, <laughs> so yes, I think the answer for this. So listen, Lionel Richie is, is two out of three on this. You realize it's, in the three questions, he's come out ahead. He's going to lose in the, in the voter poll, but he's come out ahead in three questions, which I think counts for something. And Lionel Richie, I know you're listening to this podcast right now. I want you to keep this. Take heart. You came in on top in the three question section. Can I say this, though? I was um, when I was doing the research for this, I, I found out the lead singer of Cool and the Gang is uh, his name is actually James Taylor. Yep. He, he, go, he goes by JT, but his real name is James Taylor. And I was kind of amusing myself imagining a James Taylor cover of Celebration. Oh, my God. 
There's a party going on right here. That is a weirdly good James Taylor impression. Thank you. Um, yeah, I worked really hard on it. Yeah, I don't <laughs> believe that for a second, but it was good. Um, also, uh, the the I, I had looked this up and like I feel like we should shout out um, Ronald Kellis Bell, who was also responsible for this song and much of Cool and the Gang because he had died this year, and that that yeah. kind of that bummed me out. Uh, rest in peace. Way too one of uh, way too many. Yeah, one of way too year. many and way too soon. But yeah. Um, yeah. Shout out to him because I mean it is a great song. Like I don't know why I was like I, I didn't. I hope it didn't sound like I was talking shit. It's a great song and and his work yeah. in it was great. Anyway, um, all right. So let's hear some uh, some some stuff from the peanut gallery. What do the listeners think of these songs, Todd? All right. Aussie Dragoon writes, "You can't go wrong with the theme of the most mediocre theatrical Muppet movie." Is it, wait, now here's a question for you: Is Muppets in Space the most mediocre that does because that doesn't mean worst it just means the most blah in my mind um is it the the most you've never seen it before no i was hoping you could tell me which one of this is it's 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 the one where they find out that gonzo is an alien uh uh-huh um although i believe that gonzo has believed himself to be an alien dating back to muppet babies is uh which 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 song is it in there i'm gonna guess celebration because that's the song for kids I I, I, I I believe that it is pretty sure. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I don't, gosh, I do remember it being a bit of a, a nothing burger, but keep in mind that my Muppet, uh, opinions are highly suspect because <laughs> I you, have, I have never you, thought much of Muppet Tre- Treasure Island, which I feel like is like sacrilege. Hopefully Nella will never, never hear me say that. In fact, I can yeah. sense Nella's on her way right now. <laughs> do what? you appreciate? Do you appreciate the Muppets on a deeper level than me? Um, no. <laughs> okay. All right. Azure Squirrel writes, one of these I immediately played right after Trump lost the election and it wasn't all night long. Yeah. Yes. I think that was a pretty common thing. I, like I said, I also did that. Yes, there is a reason that you picked these two songs and that was definitely it. Yeah. If the election had been called one day earlier or one day later, we'd be doing something very different because celebration did not feel apropos at yeah. any other point. Yes, the, Lionel Richie should come back and do a um, a new version that's like all month long. <laughs> when will this election fucking end? <laughs> okay, Noah Henderson writes: Celebration has been featured so heavily in popular media, especially ads, that it's not even a real song anymore. You might as well ask me to critically examine the lyrics of "Happy Birthday." Well, again, as we've established, it was written for my birthday. That, well, there you go. See? Can't argue with that. Yeah, you could, but you'd be a fool. (laughs) All right. Alex, I'm going to mispronounce this. Alex Jorganis writes, Celebration is a good song that is mistaken for a mediocre song because the overplay makes us tired of it. All Night Long is a mediocre song mistaken for a good song because Richie Solo is otherwise so sleepy and lame that any kind of pulse is welcomed. I, I feel like that's why Dancing on the Ceiling is my favorite of his songs because it's the most energetic. Oh, yeah. what a feeling. Yeah, I mean, I'm aware. Again, you know, I but I like Tolo, which is about as sleepy as a song gets. Rose Weldon writes... I like both songs their own ways, but if you're at a party and celebration starts playing, you get up and dance. 
If you're at a party and all night long starts playing, you get a drink and wait for a song like Celebration to come on. I mentioned this comment earlier. You did. It's a good comment. <laughs> yeah, I, I wanted to read the whole thing and re- uh, name the person who said it because it's a good it's a good thought. All right. Spanja writes, for six grueling weeks in high school, I worked at Chuck E. Cheese as a party host. It was exactly as horrible a job as you would imagine. And when I didn't have a party to serve, I had to put on the rat costume and go out and lead the conga line. All night long is dumb, but at least it doesn't give me PTSD. I wonder how many people who voted in this poll (laughs) that voted for all night long did so for that very reason. I imagine all of them. Yes, I, I agree. That, that seemed pretty likely to me. Okay, Dip Dop writes, Poor Lionel Richie, man. This is probably the one song I know of his that isn't overwhelmingly, overwhelmingly lame, and you pit it against Cool and the Fucking Gang? I almost voted for him out of sheer pity. Oh. I'm, well, we've gone into this, but Celebration is not not lame. I mean, yeah, they both, yeah. They, they're both very corny. That's it. Yes. All right. Framed Flower writes, Both are vintage party anthems. But celebration sounds like the closest thing to a party the writers experienced was on the last day of a Bible camp in high school. Oh, yeah. Didn't somebody else say that uh, celebration sounded like every bar mitzvah they went to as a kid? Yes. It was. Uh, I'm looking it up right now. It was Gabriel uh, Schlaffer. Yeah. Um, also, I feel like we got a lot of comments like that. Yeah. Uh, that is that is a bar mitzvah hit. That is true. Yeah. It's a bar mitzvah jam. All right. One last one. Jacob Agelson writes, in the fifth element, Chris Tucker sings a few lines from all night long. Oh, my God, he does. And despite flying cars, a blue opera singer with mystical rocks in her stomach and whatever the fuck Gary Oldman is wearing. The idea that all night long survived into the 23rd century is still the most outlandish thing in that movie. That's that is the comment of this episode. (laughs) It's better than anything that anyone else has said, including the two of us. I can't believe that, you know, I didn't. I wrote that comment down to say back later, and that I forgot to mention it, but that is my first memory of all night long. Wow, really? Fifth element. Chris Tucker is, in the is fifth Is Chris element. Tucker with his with his with his penis hair? Yeah, with his weird uh, cartoon Egon from the Ghostbusters. He was hair. Li- literally a dickhead. <laughs> <laughs> Just anyway, we can see where we can see where it's going. What? Are, all right. What are the What are the results? I love taking the losing side. I feel like I do it almost every time now. How bad did Lionel Richie get beat? No, you didn't pick the losing side. Walter Mondale picked the losing side. <laughs> no, you actually picked the losing side. Yeah. It's for a total of 353 to 166. Oof. That's a 68-32 split. The correct answer, uh, the winner today is Celebration by Cool and the Gang. The correct answer. God damn you. <laughs> and somewhere in front, wherever they are, I'm sure they are uh, doing the Celebration dance right now. Celebration. I forgot to look up where they're from, so I'm just going to say they're from Hollywood, swinging. <laughs> <laughs> Nicely done. Okay. All right, so are you ready to tell me what the next episode's going to be? Guess what? Uh-oh. It's going to be our Christmas episode. Oh, gosh, are we really already there? I guess we are. Yeah, well, I mean, I, I think uh, the ne- either of the next two I couldn't do for the Christmas episodes. Well, you know, I start early. Christmas always starts early these days. That's true. So... Uh, get ready. What are we, oh, gosh. We are going to do Do They Know It's Christmas versus We Are the World. <sighs> <laughs> the, the joy on his face. He is so happy to be uh, talking about 
I was gonna say it's like a, like a dagger in my heart, but I guess it's I guess it's uh, it's just a frozen ass icicle. Oh, do you not know it's Christmas <sighs> at all? I I thought for sure we would do um, the the Lennon versus McCartney. It will we'll get to it. We will. Oh God, that's an easy <laughs> that's an easy one in my book. But but, uh, but I look forward to to being poisoned by both of them. Anyway, hmm. gosh. Can't wait to get into the holiday spirit. Um, thank you for listening to this podcast. Still? 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 Maybe this is the first one, in which case, welcome. <laughs> welcome? Welcome. Um, we do two episodes for free a, a, a month, and then we do a third one for patrons only that costs you a dollar. Only one dollar you can become a patron to the Song vs. Song podcast. Uh, you get access to the episode. Uh, you can, at this point, you can uh, you can you can vote for the episode that we're going to talk about. And uh, this month, for example, we're going to be doing UHF, the Weird Al film, the one and only Weird Al movie. And I'll put this question to you now, so we can think about it as as time goes on. Perhaps entice you to pay a dollar to listen to this episode. Um, I think we should talk about what. Whether or not Weird Al should have had a second movie, and if he had, <laughs> what would it have been? I will don't, think about don't, that yes, question. Don't, yes, don't answer it now. Think about it, because it's been on my mind that that in a weird way, UHF is like a one-hit wonderland, but for movies for Weird Al. A one and done, certainly. Yeah. Um, so that will be coming up. It only costs a dollar to, to join, and I think it's going to be a fun episode. I think our, our bonus episodes are pretty fun, and I think it's worth a dollar. And if you've got a dollar that you can spend a month— uh, let's put it this way. We're in the middle of a pandemic and you know, every, every dollar makes a big difference to us here at song versus song. Um, yeah. and that's it. You could follow us on, on, on the Twitter. There's a song versus song, song versus song versus song pod is our, is our tweety tweet. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, we're I'm both, at shadow Todd. Danny's at, at Danny ordinary with one N. That's right. And, uh, yeah. And go, 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 go to our, our, our Patreon. Even if you don't pay the dollar, you can vote. And we want as many people to vote in every episode as possible. Thanks for watching or listening. I don't know how this works. <laughs> we'll see you in the next one. Yeah.